You're listening to the Touch Em Up Podcast. I'm your host, Double M, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about post-WWE Clash of Champions results, where it could go from there, and then giving you my preview thoughts and predictions about NXT TakeOver 31 with the main event bout for the NXT Championship with the member of the Undisputed Era that got pushed around, shoved down, and thrown under the limelight, and now he's in his spot to shine. That is Kyle O'Reilly taking on the new NXT Champion, the Prince Finn Balor. We also have a special guest on the podcast today, my boy Vinny. Uh, so let's get this started and step into the ring. Woo. Okay, guys. So uh, what's up, Vinny? You ready for this or what? I've been born ready. You were born ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, so, yeah, let's start it off. We're, we're going to kind of, because it's a lot to cover, and then we're going to have a WWE draft episode up next week or at the end of this week and uh you know it's kind of like I I didn't expect the draft to come up so quick anyway so I literally made a mock draft today but uh yeah like is it a virtual draft like how are they gonna do it yeah um, I, I don't know. I mean, it is kind of weird and it came up really quick. Like, I don't remember them talking about a draft until I saw an advertisement like two days ago. So, and it's, I don't know, but, uh, all right, let's talk about the clash of champions. I mean, we could start out. Well, well, I mean, do you want to start out with NXT or do you want to start out with, uh, the clash? Uh, probably. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Let's start off with, uh, we're not going to talk about every match on the clash. Cause I'm going to sit here and be honest with you. I didn't really watch the whole show. I only watched like the Roman and Jey Uso match. And then I watched the ambulance match. I did not get a chance to watch the ladder match. And I know everybody I know. <laughs> go ahead and, uh, Go ahead and uh, you could talk about the ladder match first. So why don't you talk about Sami Zayn winning that, the, Intercontinental Championship off of Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles. So why don't you start with that? I'll let you go. Alright, so basically crazy match all around. This man Jeff Hardy, you know, he, he climbed up the top of the ladder. Swan Tom saying thing through a ladder bridge, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I was thinking, oh yeah, Jeff's gonna win. But now nah, my man Sammy Zane gets all fifty shades of gray. He's all handcuffed. <laughs> and like you're not going to believe this. He takes the handcuffs, put it through Jeff Hardy's ear hole, and handcuffs him to a ladder like that. That's yeah. Okay, I I, I saw something about the handcuffs, like and how and I didn't and he didn't know he put it through his ear, but that yeah. kind of reminds me of what uh, Randy Orton did. Didn't he like stick something in Jeff Hardy's ear and try to rip it open or something? Or something. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know. He should just, like, get those, like, surgically closed. Yeah, dude, those gauges are... I, I don't understand people who get gauges. I'm not throwing shade at anybody who decides to get them, but, like, why would you want to stretch your ear, like, that far? Like, I, I don't get it. But, you know... Thanks to Randy Orton, I don't want them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Orton in that red hell in a cell. He changed uh, changed your mind, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, it, Go ahead. What's up? No, yeah. You go. Okay. So, so, um, you know, the, 
the match was cool. Like, I mean, obviously I didn't watch it, but I saw the ending and uh, everything. I'm kind of shocked that they gave the title back to Sami Zayn because I'm pretty sure he relinquished it, and then that's why they run that ran that tournament in the first place. So yep. I'm kind of like I'm not shocked, but I am kind of shocked when you give it to a guy like Jeff Hardy and then you um you throw it on him and then like now he just lost it already. Like he had it and he lost it like right away. So I don't really understand right. what the My point. Man, Jeff Hardy is not the WWE champ. Just wait for it. Oh, the WWE champ, huh? You are you? You mean the Universal or is he going to Raw? Uh. Either or. Oh, okay. I think, man, I think Jeff Hardy versus a heel Roman Reigns would be pretty damn good. I don't know about you, but. Jeff Hardy over everyone. You already know. No, yeah, I know you're all about Jeff Hardy, but uh, yeah, I I think it's cool. I mean, it's kind of interesting that they gave it back to Sami Zayn, but the problem with it is I don't really see where he's going to go with that championship. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I don't know what the point was of giving it back to him. I don't know if he's going to try to like get back with Nakamura and Cesaro. I don't I don't know if he's going to like try to form back up with them. I really hope he doesn't because I thought that was stupid. I think Nakamura and Cesaro should split up anyway. They don't need to be a tag team, but they're pretty good as the champs though. You can't lie. No, they're good. I just think they're better off as singles guys. I think I think you should split them up for the draft when that comes up. But I mean, I'm not mad that they're the champs, but I think that I mean, we already know how good Cesaro is, but they're not going to do shit with him. And then yeah. and then Nakamura he came in like a house of fire and then he just was shit like win the Royal rumble and then just die a slow death. Like that's literally, that's literally what happened to him. And it's kind of sad. I mean, first of all, he needs to change his gear. I hate that. He wears like that full body suit. I, I feel like his, yeah, his go ahead. I, I don't like it. His gear that's before totally. was so his gear before was so much better with the freaking jackets that he used to wear and the, and the entrance music was better. Like, it was just better. But you know what happens when you move up to the main roster? It's kind of just like. Did what? Yeah. Oh, don't don't get me started. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't understand. Okay. So the Alistair Black one isn't terrible because it's still kind of metal. But, like, he had the best theme song, I think, out of anybody on the main roster or NXT. I think he was definitely up there for one of my favorite theme songs and it fit his character perfectly. So now they have him looking like patchy, the pirate and it, it doesn't make, I don't understand why they're doing that. I know it's cause Seth, you know, ripped his eye out or whatever, but like, I don't get it. I don't get why they're repackaging him. I did read an article and I think you read it too. That said that, um, Alistair black was getting repackaged. Vince wanted him to be more like, Tommy End, like his his personality from the Indies. So, what do you think? It's probably gonna be good, man. I hope so. I hope so. If he if he like literally is a heel, like honestly, he probably works better as a heel. Um. Yeah, I don't like. I think Alistair Black should always be a heel. I, I don't, and I think he's always been one. Like, everybody's like, oh, he's a face. He's a tweener. He's not really a face. He's not really a bad guy. He's just kind of, like, in the middle. And that's how he should be. He's he's like a, he's an alternative guy. He doesn't go to one side or the other. But if you're going to push him strong in one direction, then you have to make him a heel. He can never be a full-on face. It's not going to work. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, they just need to do something with that guy. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't. I know I've talked about Alistair Black getting a push and becoming world champion, but like, it's so stupid that this guy has everything you could ask for in a in a superstar. He's got the look. He's got the ta- the talent. He's got a. He's got everything that you could want in a guy. And Vince even saw it at first. He said he thought he was going to be something, but like. It's I don't understand why they're not giving this guy the moon. I mean, he can talk, he can cut promos, he can do it all. I don't understand. Like, but you know, I guess that's how WWE works when you go up to NXT or from NXT to the main roster. I mean, then again, Roman Reigns came up from NXT. And look how good he's feeling. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that doesn't really count, but... <laughs> it's, you know, it's... I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, Roman doesn't really count because he came up a long time ago, but it's it's just, man, I don't know. Like, there's so many people that, like... <sighs> There's so many guys, and we talk about this every fucking day. Every day we're on the podcast or we're, we're talking to each other normally. Like, we think this guy's going to be the king. Like, Andrade should have been a world champion by now. Angel Garza could have definitely been a U.S. champion. He could have been an intercontinental champion. He could have been a Money in the Bank winner. I think he's a really, really, really strong candidate to win the Money in the Bank next year. I I, I would I think it's perfect. I think he, like you said, he's like a new version of... He's like a new version. Yeah, he's the new version of Eddie Guerrero. He's the younger Eddie Guerrero. He's what Alberto Del Rio should have been. When they brought Del Rio in in 2011, I feel like they wanted him to be like Angel Garza. And Angel Garza is everything you could want. He's literally like the new, the the reincarnated version with a twist on it of Eddie Guerrero. I mean, he even carries around the roses sometimes. And the original Eddie Guerrero, the original Latino Heat used to carry around roses. I'm pretty sure. Unless I'm wrong. I I think he did. Yeah, he did. So, dude, I think there's so many matches he could do. Like, I think I think Angel Garza versus, I mean, Angel Garza versus Seth. I think they might have done that already, but I don't know. I mean, Angel Garza versus Seth. Angel Garza versus Andrade, just as a feud. Even though they're a tag team right now, I think that would be amazing. But, you know, who knows? Well, let's get back to. When he comes back with his injury, to make him a good guy. Yeah. Because I feel like he'd be like, like he'd be good in that role. Who? Uh Angel Garza? Yeah. Is he injured right now? I think so. I I didn't I don't remember that, but um No, no, I know they like stopped the tag team match like last like prematurely. Or something like that. I don't know, man. It, it's like I don't know. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because we're going to end up forgetting what the hell we came here to talk about. So let's go back to uh, let's go to Clash. Yeah, yeah. Sami Zayn won the ladder match in in a unique way. Um, I already said. Yeah, I. I I mean, I think. Listen, I love Sami Zayn. I've always had. I've always loved Sami Zayn, and I think he should have won the Royal Rumble in two thousand seventeen. I think that when they did that whole storyline with 
with Braun Strowman and Sami Zayn, how, how Sami was trying to get in the Rumble and he couldn't find a way in. I think it was 2017 or 2018. I want to say 2017 when Roman won. Or no, uh, Orton won 2017. That's right. So when Orton won, they like built it up to make it seem like he was going to like win. And he got like to the final five and then Jericho just like threw him out. And I was like, dude, he lasted the longest, I think, out of anybody in that match. I, I think Sami Zayn as an underdog chasing that dream to WrestleMania is always going to work. I don't care if you do it now. I don't care if you do it in a year. I don't care if you do it in two years. If you give that guy the ball to run in an underdog story, there's nobody who can portray a better underdog story on that main roster than Sami Zayn. But uh, we'll talk about clash results pretty quick. I mean, Asuka beats Selena Vega. I didn't expect that to go any differently. Um, uh, Bailey beats Nikki Cross. 90%. Uh, Nikki, Nikki Cross and Russell. Oh, well, then what did they do? It, it was because I think, like, she has, like, COVID or something. Oh. Bailey versus Asuka. And then, like, Bailey got DQ'd. Then I think Banks, like. Cost her the match? She, uh, no, I think Banks like came out and like started whooping her ass with a chair or something. Okay, well they're obviously going to do Sasha Banks and Bailey again at some point. Probably Hell in a Cell, like you said, because that's the next show. Um, I I don't need to see it. I don't want to see it. We've seen it enough times. Um, it's going to be a good match. You don't, you don't want to see it. I mean, listen. I there's a part of me that wants to, but I also think like if we've already seen it four or five times. Like, I know they have chemistry, and I know that they can put on some amazing matches together, but it's also, like, what is the point of doing it over and over and over again? Like, this is, I guess it's okay. Like, I'm not going to rip it, rip it to shreds, but I, I just don't see a reason to do it again. I mean, put it in hell in the cell, I guess, you know? Like, that's, like, the only way, though, I feel like. Uh... Here, hold on. Sorry. So, yeah. So, here we go. Let's go to Anaya Jackson, Shayna beat Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Uh, nobody really cares about that. We're going to skip over that. doesn't matter. I mean, unless you want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't think that match happened either. Oh, yeah, wait. Nia Jax got pulled because of COVID, too. Yeah. Okay, so forget, forget about that. Yeah, because that I mean that you just know, makes a whole lot of sense. You know, he was getting pushed, but now he's no. in the water. Apollo's going to the hurt business. They're, they're, they've been building it for a while. I think I love that Cedric's in it now. I think that that's a good thing for him. Um, I would like to say I want to see Ricochet there, but I want to see Ricochet do something else, and it has a little bit to do with the draft. Um, I want him to go to SmackDown. I want Ricochet. Yeah, be yeah I want Ricochet on SmackDown. Um, I think that Ricochet versus John Morrison. Oh, bro, stop! <laughs> exact. Oh, there's so many good matches for him on SmackDown. I mean, Ricochet versus Roman Reigns. Come on. Oh, there we go. Okay, well, I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> um. The SmackDown tag titles, Cesaro and Shinsuke versus Lucha House Party. I mean, Cesaro and Shinsuke won. So, I mean, again, I think Lucha House Party has a lot of potential, but I also think that the biggest guy in that group is uh, Grand Metalik, and I think that they should split them up and move Metalik over to uh, Raw. Yeah. I think Grand Metalik is great. I think Lince Dorado is good, too. 
Um, they're all good together, but I think that Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado as a sing as singles guys have more potential than they do as being a tag team. My boy Kalisto now though. I never was a fan of Kalisto, like ever. I, I no, never. I can see what you mean. Okay, what's next? Um, triple threat match. We already talked about that. Um, the tag team titles. What happened with the Street Profits and Angel Garza and Andrade? So the Street Profits obviously won. Was that a good match? I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch it, but <laughs> when I heard that, like, think like Garza like kicked out at two, but the referee counted till till three. Anyways. Yeah, because like they're just building. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. They're just building it up to break up Garza and Andrade. This whole entire story for like the last month has been with dissension between Zelina Andrade and and Garza, and I feel like they're just leading to a breakup. And then we're gonna get Garza versus Andrade, which I'm all for it because I think Garza versus Andrade in a singles match is one of the best matches you can get on the main roster. If I'm gonna be honest. Uh, Bobby Lashley beats Apollo Crews for the 9,000th time. I don't really want to spend any time on it. It's stupid. We've seen it a million times. There's no point. Um, McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I, I really liked it. Um, I do not see a reason as to why Randy Orton lost because isn't that like his third shot at McIntyre? Or is that his second match? Second. Okay. Uh you know, they're going to face him out themselves, guess You think they're going to you know, go again? Yeah, you didn't watch Raw? I didn't. <laughs> I would say Randy Orton, like, attacked, like, all the, all the old people. Oh, okay, I saw that, I saw that. He attacked all the legends, and, like, they were, they were like, in the room playing, a, a, like, poker or something? Yeah, and then busted out the nightmares and the argos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, man, it's... It's cool, and I like Orton. I like what Orton's doing. I like what McIntyre and Orton have done. But you can't, like, beat a dead horse with this. And at the end of the day, I think the only reason they did this feud was to eventually rebook Edge versus Orton and have it be for the championship. I, I think... Man, I'm, I'm all for it. You know? I, I'm all for it, too, but I feel like Orton should have beat McIntyre in that ambulance match. I think I, I like I don't see a reason why. Okay, let's say at Hell in a Cell they run it back and Orton wins. Well, he lost twice to him already. Like, what would it, it wouldn't mean anything if he beat him now? I mean, yeah, he'd win the championship and it'd be cool. But like, what would be the point of you lost twice already? You shouldn't even have another match. I mean, when you lost at Clash, though, I mean, like everyone like came out and like pretty much handed through the victory, though. That's true. He did get attacked, so. Yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. That makes sense. But uh, listen, I feel like everybody wants Randy to win the title, and then once Randy has the title, nobody's going to want him to have the title. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, Orton finally got the title back. And now uh, it's just like, oh, okay, Orton's the champion. Who's going to take it off of him? I think Orton versus Aleister Black, which it's not going to happen now because like Aleister's nowhere near getting a title shot. But I think Orton versus Black would be a great match. I think Orton uh, versus... Huh? I think we're going to get what, Orton versus Owen in the feud. I don't know. I don't want to see like that again, but I could see it. I don't want to see it, but I, I see what you're saying. Um, you don't like my man KO? I'm going to be honest. I loved KO when he first came up. But, like, lately, in these last, like, two years, I have not liked him. Like, I don't hate him. 
but he just doesn't do anything for me. I just feel like they don't do much with him. He got injured, I think, a, a couple times and then came back from injury. But, like, I just feel like they never do anything special with him. Like, I mean, I guess the Seth thing with at WrestleMania was special, but, like, yeah. I feel like he could do so much more and they just don't really do anything. But there's a lot of guys on in WWE that you could say that about. <sighs> All right, yeah. so... Let's talk about the match that everybody cared about. Um, the heel, Roman Reigns, defending the Universal Championship with Paul Heyman against Jay Uso. Honestly, it's probably the best Roman Reigns match I've seen in a long time. It was very, very good. It was it was very good. And, uh, I mean, you had to make it good. And then the fact that Roman put, like, the lay over his neck, like, to, to claim that he was the king of the Anoa'i family. Like, the, the tribal chief. yeah, the tribal chief. Dude, I love this heel Roman Reigns. I've never really been a huge fan of Roman. Not to say I don't like his matches, because he does have some good matches. But it's just, like, I don't, I think that this heel Roman, and I saw Triple H say, like, I saw Triple H say like, oh, this is Roman's character being fully finished. It's complete because he's now become a heel. But, and I, and I love him with Heyman. I think that Roman and Heyman work perfectly together. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know where Roman goes. I think it's probably going to lead to The Rock versus Roman Reigns. I, I, I'm not, I, listen, at this point it has to. I'm sorry, you have to, so. you have to do it. If he faces Jimmy, at the next pay-per-view, which is, I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's either going to be Roman versus Jimmy, or it's going to be Roman versus Jimmy and Jay in a two-on-one handicap match for the title. I think if you do a two-on-one handicap match for the title, and then maybe cause some dissension between both Usos in the match, and like who's going to pin him, who's going to take the title, and then that causes Roman to win. And then during the draft, you have Roman... You could have Roman move to Raw, but I think that's stupid. I don't think there's a reason to move him. Yeah, no, I keep him on But I think this whole thing with Jimmy and Jay and Roman is just going to lead to a, a a stable of those three together with Heyman. I hope so. And I'm all for it because the heel Usos were phenomenal. That was the best work that the Usos ever did was when they first came up to SmackDown in that draft and became the heels. And I think that the heel Roman with – the heel Roman with – um. Hear me out. Go ahead, go ahead. Give me heel Roman versus Kofi for the title. I love that. I love that. Um, I think... Roman destroyed Kofi. Yeah. Um, I like it. I... I like it, and I think, uh... I think that's what they're going to do. I think this is all leading to a Rock and Roman match. I'm not like, I want to see it, but at the same time, I don't because I think there's a lot of guys who's, who are already there. But it's the biggest match you could make for Roman aside from, I mean, that's the biggest match you could make. But I think a lot of people are like, don't really want to see The Rock wrestle again. I know it sounds dumb, but here's the thing people are going to say that until The Rock wrestles again, and then they're going to be all for it. True. He's so much bigger now, though. Like, I don't, I can't imagine seeing him. Like, when he came back before, he was, he looked like The Rock, like just a little bit buffer. But, dude, he's fucking huge now. <laughs> exactly. Like, buff 
<sighs> Hopefully this leads to a rock bottom, but you know, we can only dream about that, right? The rock, a rock what? Title run. No, Hopefully, stop. Hopefully we get like the rock versus the fiend. Stop. And the rock beat him in like ten seconds. <laughs> I mean, they I already did that with Go- they already did that with Goldberg. Why? Yeah, but who cares about Goldberg? He's a bald. <laughs> so it's the rock. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, why did you say that? Okay. Um, <laughs> it was it was cool the way that they did the <laughs> the Roman and uh, Jimmy Matt or J match because. Uh, like they kind of played tribute to the Rocky Four when Apollo Creed got killed by Ivan Drago, and with yeah, I, oh, I love that. dude, yeah, they played tribute to it because uh, he threw the towel. Did he? He didn't throw the towel in, right? Because Roman ended up, or no, he did, didn't he? Uh, he, did. He, did. he did. He did. He did. Yeah, and then uh, like he was holding Jay by his head, and then you just see Roman with like looking down at him. I'm like, dude, that's what I'm if talking he about. Dies, he dies. If he <laughs> dies, he dies. Exactly. Um, so, okay. So that's clash. I mean, we covered everything who's next for Roman. I mean, I think it's either going to be Jay or I think it's either going to be Jimmy or Jimmy and Jay in a two on one handicap match. Um, I don't, I think, well, I think Jimmy's still like injured though. So I don't know. Well, they can't do a rematch with Jay because he basically, I mean, technically can't. Jay never lost though. You can make that claim that he um, never like gave up. Yeah, I guess so. I could see it. Then, you know, we're going to do like a TNA lockdown thing and every match at Hell in Cell in a Hell in the Cell match. Yeah. I, Fuck it, why not? Dude, it's what if they do like a, the Uso Penitentiary match with Jimmy and Jay or if he's not injured versus Roman in a two-on-one handicap match in a Hell in the Cell? Dude, I'd be all for it, man. Yeah. You know? What was the match that they had at Hell in a Cell? Was it the Usos versus the New Day and like and they just beat the shit out of each other? It was a great hell so much. Yep. But yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we covered Clash. Um, we're going to stop this part of the episode here, and then we'll go to uh, NXT. NXT, right. Okay. All right, guys, we're back with uh, my boy Vinny for the second part of the podcast, and we're going to be talking about NXT now, um, which is the best part of this podcast anyway. So First off, we got to talk about the Prince, Finn Balor. He's the new NXT champion. I be- I think I talked about this before, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, defeats Adam Cole for the title after that, was it a fatal five-way elimination Iron Man match? Like, it's a fatal four-way Iron Man match. Fatal four-way <laughs> Iron Man match. I thought it was five people. Are you sure? I know. Okay, listen, I'm having a brain fart today. <laughs> um, well, he uh, defeat he the, the match ends with a tie between Adam Cole and Finn Balor. They go to the NXT Takeover Super Tuesday, and Finn Balor defeats Adam Cole with a bloody Sunday or a 1916, if you want to call it the name in NXT, off the top rope. And uh, Finn Balor's your new NXT champion. I don't expect I, I love the prince. I love everything about his character. I think that that was the exact move to make. Um and now we go into takeover and he's he's not facing Adam Cole. He's not facing Bobby Fish. He's not facing Roderick Strong. He's facing the man who everybody thinks has been held down by the undisputed era. The man who thinks 
he hasn't been appreciated enough in the group, and that is the standout of the Undisputed Era, which is... Uh, go ahead. fucking Riley. <laughs> there you go, Kyle O-fucking-Riley. Um, and he's going to face him after uh, O'Reilly ran the gauntlet. It started out with Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly, which was a great way to start the match off. Bronson Reed came in next. Um, Kushida got attacked by Velveteen Dream. Bronson Reed came off the top rope, pinned Kushida. He was the first one eliminated. Uh, then Kyle O'Reilly came off the top rope with a single leg knee drop to the back of the head, or I think to the chest of uh, Bronson Reed. One, two, three, he takes him out. And then I think the next person eliminated was... Cameron. Was it Cameron Grimes? Yeah. he got No, no, Cameron Grimes was at the end. Cameron Grimes and, and Kyle O'Reilly were the final two. So I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch Oh, you didn't watch it, bro. What's wrong with you? Um, so it was well, who was the all of it? Who was in the whole thing? It was it was Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes. Was Timothy Thatcher in there? Yes. Okay, so Timothy Thatcher, I think, was the next one who got eliminated. Uh, I I think he got submitted with a heel hook, and then I wanna say there was one other guy, and I can't think of it. Cameron Grimes, Kyle O'Reilly. Kushida, Bronson Reed, and Timothy Thatcher. Okay, so we're good. Um, And then it came down to uh, Cameron Grimes and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly got the heel hook and submitted Cameron Grimes, and O'Reilly goes to take over to face the Prince. Um, I can't wait. I think it's fantastic. I think this match is going to be – I can't say match of the night because there's a lot of really, really good matches on this card, but – it's going to be phenomenal, and I don't see any way that this match isn't going to be good. Uh, I can't wait for my boy Kyle. You can't. Uh-huh. You can't. <laughs> Here's the question. Uh, well, I guess we could just go into takeover predictions because that's kind of what we have to talk about anyway. But let's start it off with the mystery superstar returning to NXT at TakeOver. Um, who's it going to be? You know, there was these vignettes with somebody driving a motorcycle and it's in like night vision. And then they, it looks like they're at the performance center and they break the cabinets with, um, they break the cabinets with like, or break the glass and look at the championships and everything. It sounds like a female voice, but you know, WWE is good at changing up the voices on all that stuff. So, you know, whatever happened to the hacker, you know, who was the hacker? We never got that storyline finished, Vince. It was Jack or T Bar. It was. <laughs> I just can't take those names serious. I'm sorry. You have Dominic Dijakovic. Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Like, there's all these good people in this group, and you shave Dominic Dijakovic's head, paint his face, give the name him T Bar, and make him look like Bane. Just. Okay, so the 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 match card for Takeover is uh, Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae for the NXT Women's Championship. We've got Kushida versus Velveteen Dream. We've got Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott for the Cruiserweight Title. Could be um, Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship, and then Kyle O'Reilly versus the Prince for the NXT Championship. See, a lot of matches of the night. Um, here's the thing. I, I I don't know which match we'll start. Well, let's start off with the... Uh, I feel like 
Cruiserweight championship match probably. Yeah, yeah. Let's start it off with Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott for the cruiserweight title. Um, the only right way to go about this is to have Swerve take the title. I hope so. It's like I like Santos Escobar, but like I'm 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 all for Swerve, you know. I mean, to be honest, I don't like Santos Escobar. Uh, I don't, I don't hate him. I think the character idea is cool. I think him with Raul Mendoza and Joaquin wild, like, I guess it's cool. It makes sense for a group, but I'm not a fan of him in the ring. Uh, I, I'm just not a fan. Like, I, I don't think he's not a bad wrestler at all. I can't sit here and say, I don't enjoy some of his matches, but I think with the cruiserweight title, you have to give it to somebody who can really wrestle in that cruiserweight style and like have that high flying swagger. And nobody does that better than swerve. Yeah. He should have been, he should be NXT champion at this point. He's been there for like a year. For real. Um, he's my man. I love Swerve. He's got he's he's got everything he can do in the ring. His move set is like very unique. Dude, that kick to the head. Yeah. What does he call that move? The uh the house call? House yeah, call? I think that's it. I think it's called the house call where he like it's like a double switch side kick to your to the side of your head. Um He's he's so good. Um he's so smooth in the ring too. I think Isaiah Swerve Scott becomes your new cruiserweight champion and then we get the real cruiserweight division for NXT. I think with Swerve as your champion, you're not going to get a bad match for that title. I don't. Wait, ex- what? Wait, wait. What? I just remember who the fuck the extra cruiserweight? What? It's like Mini Finn Balor. Uh Jordan Devlin. Yeah, he's the extra cruiserweight champion, isn't he? Yeah, but he's gone, and then with COVID, I don't know where he's been. I forgot about him. So did I, until you brought it up. <laughs> I completely forgot. I was like, what are you talking about, the actual Cruiserweight champion? Um, I, I don't think they're ever going to do anything with Jordan Devlin when he comes back. Like, I don't think they're going to put him back in the Cruiserweight picture. That's, that's what you have to do, I think, because he never really lost the title. But, um, I mean, I think Swerve versus Jordan Devlin is would be a great match, obviously. Uh. But um, Dude, what was that show where they had like that crazy fatal four-way match? Uh, it was the Worlds oh, Collide. Collider. Yeah, it was Jordan yeah, Devlin. Was it was Jordan Devlin, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, Angel, Garza. Angel Garza, and Travis Banks. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I remember that. I haven't seen that in a while, but that match was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know why I just remembered that, but I did. Isn't that the same show when they did uh, DIY versus Mustache Mountain? Yeah, and I'm here versus Imperium. Oh, bro. I'm definitely, I gotta go back and watch that for, for sure. That was for such sure. a good show. Um, Underrated show. For sure. Okay, so next up, let's talk about Kushida. Versus Velveteen Dream. Um, I think this definitely has the potential to steal the show. Um, I know a lot of people are going to say you're crazy. Like what? Kushida is one of the best guys in that ring in NXT. I love Kushida. I think he's phenomenal. Um, I think Velvet. Oh, yeah. I think Velveteen Dream is good, but I think after everything that happened, which we're not going to bring it up, um, everything that happened with you know what happened, and then um, ever what since he ever. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then ever since he came back, he um he just kind of fell flat. Yeah, he just he just kind of fell flat. Like he hasn't done much. He hasn't done a lot, and it, and I don't expect him to win this match. I think that Kushida is going to dominate the Velveteen Dream. I think it'll be a good match. Um, I expect them to to tear the house down, but I still think Kushida gets the job done without a doubt. Yeah, I have a five-minute squash match and Velveteen And then what happened? Oh man, if we got Kushida versus Balor for the title. Oh shit! Oh man. <laughs> Dude, I think no. I think that might be what they do. If Velveteen Dream loses to uh, or to to Kushida, and then Prince or if Balor beats Kyle O'Reilly, he's not gonna face Adam Cole again. It's probably gonna be Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. So, I guess you could do oh, dude, a champion versus champion match with uh, the North American champion and. The, the and then Balor with like Priest versus Balor for the title for title, but I don't like title for title in no, NXT. No, no, no. We just had like eighteen double champions that's in under true. two years. We that's true. That's true. We don't. We don't need it. And we got Balor and Priest already before. That's true. Yeah. So uh, I think I think Kushida versus Balor is next. Or Champa versus Balor. True. You could do that. That'd be, that'd be pretty dope. I think Champa goes to. Uh, the main roster in a couple weeks though. So I don't, I don't see that right. happening. Yeah. Oh, I, maybe, maybe. I think, maybe. I think, uh, I think the SmackDown brand's calling his name. Um, all right. What's next? So Damian priest versus Johnny Gargano. Um, it's going to be a great match. I don't expect these guys to give us anything less than a great match. Gargano doesn't have the ability to have a bad match priest. I don't think he's had a bad match any, or at least one that I could remember. Um, I, I yeah, I, I don't expect Priest to lose this North American no, title. No, Priest is going to retain, and then Johnny Gargano going to join Champ on SmackDown. I'm guessing. Uh, I think I think Johnny. Well, we'll talk about Candice in a little bit, but um, I think I think they split them up. I think Champa goes to SmackDown. I think Gargano goes to Raw with Candice. No, I, I feel like it should be the other way. You think Gargano on SmackDown and Champ on Raw? Yeah, I don't know. Raw I could see like it. More, Raw's like a more character show. I feel like. I mean, like extra wrestling. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like Champa has a better character than Gargano. That's true, but I feel like a heel Gargano is better on Raw, and I feel like Maybe. if I feel like Champa, I mean, he's a heel right now, but I think if he went up to the main roster, I feel like they'd try to make him a face, and he could do either one. But I, I don't know. I think I I don't know. Right. Go ahead. What is it? I saw like this video of Champa like attacking. Who did he face on NXT? Oh, um, uh, Jake Atlas. Yeah, he was like attacking him in a parking lot. Kyle O'Reilly like came and broke it up, so maybe we're gonna get that matched. Ooh, Champa versus O'Reilly. O'Reilly, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Not for the championship, but I like it. <laughs> no, I'm just like. Let's do it, man. You know, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Up. So I'm going with uh. I'm going with Gar Priest. Yeah. Priest has to retain. I don't see a reason why he would lose. Um. Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. Um. This one, I'm a little confused about because I have a feeling that they want Io on on main, 
And I feel like Rhea is definitely going to the main roster uh, during this draft. So I think, okay, here's what's going to happen. If, if EO retains, then I think she's going to face Ember Moon. Cause I think that that vignette is for Ember Moon. So I think EO versus Ember Moon is what's going to happen. Um, if Candice LeRae beats EO, I think EO goes to SmackDown. I feel that. I feel that. I like. I like that. I think. I think the best option is EO to win, and Candice goes up to Raw with Gargano, and they move them up as their heel couple. Um, I think EO should not lose the NXT Championship anytime soon, or the NXT Women's Championship. I think she. I feel like we gotta get Rhea versus EO in a one-on-one match. Uh, we could, but I. I mean, I guess. But then, are they not going to move EO up to? Or are they not going to move Rhea during the draft? I don't really see a reason why they wouldn't move her up. She's already wrestled at WrestleMania. This is true. This is true. Maybe we never get it. Maybe it's the thing we thought we were going to get and we never get it. I don't know. Um, but I want to talk about something. Well, obviously Pete Dunne can't return, but I know you're, me and you are like the biggest Pete Dunne fans around. <laughs> um. I, when is he? I saw him. He was a referee for NXT UK. Yeah. But so I'm guessing, go ahead. I'm gone. No. Go. Go. Uh, I I go. I don't know when he's gonna come back. I could see him making a like a return at this takeover and maybe like staring down Finn Balor. I mean, I want it, but do I think it's gonna happen? No. But every part of me uh, wants to see Balor versus Pete Dunne for the title, but. Yeah, I mean that's true. He hasn't wrestled, right? He was just a referee. Just a referee. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to beef up NXT UK, but um perfect thing to do with Yeah, but but like he was already there. I mean I guess it's cool to bring him back, but I don't really see a reason to bring him back. I think Pete Dunn belongs on the main roster or you give him a run with the NXT title like he should have had already. Should have beat Adam Cole at Survivor Series, but that's not my place to talk. <laughs> All right, so now the main event. The Prince, Finn Balor, versus Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT Championship. Um, I'm stoked. I think that that sit-down interview they did with Shawn Michaels um, did you watch that? Yeah. I yeah, think pretty, I, I think that that hyped it up just as much as you could hype up that match. I think we already know how good this match is going to be in the ring in terms of technical wrestling. Um, Balor's one of the best technical guys in the WWE, and Kyle O'Reilly's one of the best technical guys in the WWE. So there's no way that this match isn't going to have a ton of storytelling. There's going to be a ton of hard hits, a bunch of near falls. But at the end of the day... Um, I think the Prince doesn't miss. So I think Balor definitely retains. You know what's going to happen? Let's see. What do you, what's going to happen? So I was thinking about this long and hard. And like the arrow is going to come out to like help O'Reilly, right? Yeah. And they're going to accidentally cost him the match. Okay. I feel like that's, that's what's got to happen. I think, I think that you're on the right track. I, I don't expect it to be a match that ends with a clean finish. Um, but I do think uh, I think that they both do a hard-hitting match. It's like 20, 25 minutes long. 
They're going at it. The, the Undisputed Era comes out. I think uh, I think maybe they go to, like, distract the referee. Finn Balor's a heel now. Maybe he, like, low blows Kyle O'Reilly, hits him with the 1916, um, gets the win, and then, like, the Undisputed Era's on the outside, like, yo, what the fuck? Like, we tried to, to help you, and and we, we messed it up. Kind of like how the Undisputed Era tried to help Adam Cole win the title back, and they screwed him over by messing that up. That was more Roderick Strong, I think, that did that. But maybe the same thing happens here, and they screw over Kyle O'Reilly, and then Adam Cole goes to pick up O'Reilly, and then O'Reilly just beats the shit out of Adam Cole. I, can, I, can, uh, I feel like O'Reilly be a better baby face, but I don't know. This is hard. I think that O'Reilly has been kind of teasing that he was the most underappreciated member in the Undisputed Era. I think he felt like he wasn't used enough. He wasn't appreciated, and now he gets his time to shine. If Adam Cole costs him the match, it has to be Adam Cole who does it on accident, or maybe he gets him DQ'd, and then uh, and then like he goes to help Kyle O'Reilly, and then O'Reilly just fucking like kicks his head off and chokes him out, and then just leaves him down in the middle of the ring and be like, "You always thought I was the you always thought I was the 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 weakest member of the group." but I just put your ass to sleep or something and just walk out. And then you have Cole versus O'Reilly for the next takeover. That's pretty dope. Pretty dope. I think that's what's going like to happen. Thinking, I think that's what's going to happen. I, I think that if I was going to pick the guy to turn on the Undisputed Era, I always thought it should have been Roderick Strong. And we should have got Roderick Strong versus Adam Cole. I mean, we got that before, but I think now would make good sense. But I also think that Kyle O'Reilly is the best guy to do it with because he doesn't, he was never really. Everybody knew O'Reilly was a good wrestler, but he never got that push as a singles guy. And, huh? Uh, no, you cut out. I, think. I said, I, I said, I think O'Reilly was the right guy to do a undisputed era breakup with because he was the guy who never really got the recognition. Roderick Strong always got recognition for being a phenomenal wrestler and you know one of the best guys in NXT. But uh, Bobby Fish is just yeah, Bobby Fish <laughs> is just there. He doesn't do much. Um, and, and Kyle O'Reilly's been one of the top performers and one of the best in-ring wrestlers in NXT. And, uh, I think now's the time where he breaks away from the undisputed era and you get Cole with fish and strong going up against, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. I hope so. I hope so. All right. Well, I think we covered just about everything. Um, I don't really think there's anything else to talk about unless you can come up with something. Um, Shit. Shit, shit, shit. What the fuck are they doing with the I don't even want to talk about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're doing nothing. Oh, well, wait. No, they are They are doing something because Alexa Bliss is like with the Fiend. Yeah. Hear me out. He wins the champion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Talk, I can hear you. I said I can hear you. Go. Hello? Can you hear me? Hold on. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? 